Hey, ladies, you just about got my ass shot off back there. Now we're going into hostile mutant territory at full throttle. Damn, I hope you know what you're doing. I'd hate to think you just lost. We're going to Frogtown. Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. And what's that to MedTech? They're fertile women. Why would mutants want to kidnap human females? Ransom. Toady knows how valuable fertiles are to MedTech. Or maybe he wants them for his harem. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, and we're going to do something about it. We're going to get him out, and then you're going to get him pregnant. You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Episode 214, welcome back to the Buzz to Kill podcast, where today we jump into the hot rod and get a little rowdy in. Welcome to Piper's Pit. Said <laughs> <laughs> as somebody who clearly never watched wrestling back in the day when Roddy Piper was around. <laughs> I, I know two wrestling voices, and it's it's uh, it's that, whatever I just did, and maybe like uh, Paul Bear. Oh, come on. You know, like... <laughs> what you did was more like a was more like a Hulk Hogan, you know, like Macho Man. Welcome to Welcome to Piper's Pit, brother. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Pretty good, right? <laughs> right. Uh, no, what's r- going on, guys? How uh, are you, James? I'm I'm good, and I'm Jim. By the way. Oh yeah, I'm Mike. That's Mike. We're I, a mess tonight because we're back. We are an absolute mess. We're back to remote. Ugh. Yep. Stupid. I I can see you, but you're. You're so far, four, five hundred paces away. I can almost, I can almost touch I can you through almost the screen. Feel your essence. Ugh, this is dumb. <laughs> you can feel your essence. Your essence. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking COVID, man. You know, yep. it is. What you know, it we're is, not, though. we're not officially on lockdown, but things are getting pretty, uh, pretty hairy in the mitt. You know what I'm saying? Pretty hairy in the mitt. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know that old myth about you know, your your you grow hair on your palms if you do. Something a little too often. Wow, you did that really close to your mouth just now. <laughs> uh, yes, James, I know what you mean. Things are getting hairy in the mitt. It's <laughs> the new way of saying it. That's a, that's a good way of saying you've been lonely lately. Eh, right. I don't know. Things are getting a little hairy in the mitt. <laughs> uh, that's, it's good. I like it. I like it. But um, uh, yeah, out of an abundance of caution, you know, we just decided to uh, go back to our... Uh, Remote setup here. Well, out of an abundance of caution, and also I I got a new interface, so we needed to try it out, right? Mm. You know, that's true. So that makes it almost did, that makes sense. It almost didn't work. It almost didn't work. I figured it out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of like I kind of like uh, doing this little split screen deal over Zoom here. It makes my collection room look so humongous, and it's really like not as big as it looks in this this video frame. Are you full screen right now? Or are you looking at? No, you, I got it split. Splits, Splitsville. Splitsville, but it's taking up your whole, your whole screen. Yeah, by by comparison, my wall looks pretty empty back here. It does. I, I gotta you gotta get some shit back there, man. I got Lionel and a guitar and <laughs> whatever all this shit is—a bunch of books and stuff. <laughs> books. Who needs books? Well, once I think I found a good deal today. Actually, fucking Brian found me a good deal for the wood that I need to source to do my uh, my wood wall over here. Tell the people what you're doing. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm setting up my leather shop down in my basement, and I want one full wall covered in in wood planks. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like reclaimed barnwood? <clears throat> yeah, these are going to be uh, pine planks. Okay. But they're still rustic looking, and I can stain them whatever color I want. But I'm going to cover that wall in wood, and then that way I can hang all my tools on the wall. And also, it just looks rustic, man. Looks, looks badass. Looks dope. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have a nice little space down here. But once I get Sweet. that, once I get that going... I'll turn, and if we're still doing remote, I'll turn my camera so that I got the nice backdrop of the the wood wall behind me. It'll be James. like it'll be like you're doing a podcast with Nick Offerman or something. <laughs> so, uh, so here's you, the deal. What? 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 Oh, what? Oh, I was just gonna ask what you've been up to. Oh, um, well, I was about to get to that. Oh, okay. What I've been up to is my work wasting all of my fucking time. Um, we're actually recording this on Sunday night. This was supposed to be done, well, first Friday, and then we had to change it to Saturday. That was my and then fault. We change it to tonight because it was my fault um yeah i got called into work last night there's a giant uh, gas leak at my work so i was there you know dte was supposed to come out and change all the shit out two and a half wasted hours later they didn't come out so we ended up having to postpone the show again so we're doing this sunday night so you're not getting this until probably monday night at this point so they didn't come out so gas was just leaking all night well they they shut it off they shut the gas off oh uh to the building oh so somebody came out yeah, there was a tech there, and like I said, they were supposed to call. There was like a tech there, and then they had the supervisor come out, and the supervisor was going to get a crew to come out to fix what was broken because they had just put a brand new piece on. They fucked it up Yeah. Um, uh, on Friday. And uh, so he's like, yeah, we're going to have a crew coming out. Two hours of waiting later, we get a call saying, oh, they're not coming now. <laughs> sounds like so, uh, sounds like you had a bad coupler there, you know? It was a... <laughs> bad coupler going to the uh, tri-valve. It was actually the, not that anybody gives a shit, didn't, it was the didn't uh, properly, regulator. Didn't properly sweat the pipe on the regulator. Well, what it was is the <laughs> regulator was out of whack. It was drawing too much gas into the building. And oh. so it was like vibrating like crazy because it was like sucking too much gas in. And like, it was pretty gnarly. Like Almost. you walked into the building and the entire building was shaking because the giant unit on the outside of the building was rattling violently. Like it was, it was crazy. That's what they call me when I stand outside of a building. <laughs> What's that? The giant the, unit outside the fa- of the, the building. The, the faulty gas line? No, the giant no, unit. <laughs> um, it almost sounds like somebody wanted to kill an entire congregation of people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good thing COVID's going on right now and no one's at church. Good thing. Good thing COVID's going on. Thanks, COVID. Oh, boy. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was all that. That's so why we're kind of you, late this week, though. Have you done anything cool that's not, you know, fucking wasting your time at work? You know what? I did something yesterday that I haven't done in, God, probably close to a year. I fucking bought a video game. Oh. Right? Cool. What was it? <laughs> On uh, the Black Friday deal, I uh, I picked up basically all of the games in the new Tomb Raider series mm-hmm. because I'd never actually played through them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so like today was spent pretty much sitting on my ass doing nothing but playing Tomb Raider. And it's fucking awesome. That was... Did you buy that yesterday? Uh, two days ago. Two Friday. Days ago. Yeah. It would have been Friday. Yes. Because I, I did drop by. Even though we're doing this remotely, I did drop by the other night to uh, pick up to, pick up some equipment to, and stuff. And uh, No, no, no. You came over to, to polish off half a bottle of whiskey to yourself, and then I finished off the other half. <laughs> well, that's that's not how it started. That is how it ended. <laughs> we, yeah. Oh, we were Saturday. Saturday was a bit rough. We were very far apart from each other the whole time. So, you know, we were being we were being socially socially distant and we were, uh, we were watching socially distant <laughs> Limp Biscuit videos all night. 
as you do. How the fuck? How do we We've end up? We've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we end up doing because we started by li- we started by watching videos of good stuff. I know that you like mm-hmm. to come down on me when I call Limp Biscuit not good, but I I feel like it's important to uh, <laughs> I feel like it's important to to um, specify that we're not still raging Limp Biscuit fans. Even though um, we kind, even though we kind of are, I don't know. I, it's a weird balance. It's nostalgic for me. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's nostalgic. So yeah. me and we always we always end up starting to watch them for a specific reason, and then we just go down the rabbit hole of being like, "This song's actually really good." Did you hear the newer stuff? It's actually really good. And then four <laughs> hours later, we've watched their entire videography. <laughs> it's actually it's actually pretty sophisticated songwriting if you really listen to it. Douchebag. Uh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey man. Hey man. I don't want to sound like a queer or nothing. But uh, Limp Bizkit kicks ass. <laughs> I think Limp Bizkit's kick-ass band. <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? Uh, that is from... I know it's Trey Parker. Uh, Orgasmo. Or Matt Stone. Orgasmo, Orgasmo. yeah. <laughs> I don't sound queer or nothing, but I think Depeche Mode is a kick-ass band. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit um, socially not uh, po- whatever it is. A little, days, po- but. little politically incorrect these little days. Politically but, incorrect, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, so I may have inadvert- inadvertently invited a ghost into my house. Oh. <gasps> Really? Um, That's I, exciting. Well, yeah, I think so. I'm looking at this box right now. <laughs> I'm looking at this box, and it's like it's really cool, but it, it also gives me the heebs a little bit. Um, Why? What's? Uh... I was up in my I was up in my attic. I'm trying to install this, you know, one of those freaking Nest doorbells with the camera on it and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, because the person who lived in my house previously, Marty, uh, was <laughs> a complete Marty. was a complete jagoff and did everything the total opposite of the of convention you know mm-hmm. like most people the transformer for your doorbell is in one of three places in your house it's in none of those places of course <laughs> and and when it's, i it's in the hidden room under the porch and when i take the when i take the doorbell off the wall to see where the cor- the wires are leading to they're wrapped around three nails inside the wall and then they get, they go up into the house somewhere and I have no idea. So I went up in my attic above my garage. It's the first time I've ever been up there in the 10 years of living in this house. And I found some creepy shit. There's a kite up there with a little girl's name on it, which was weird. Like a, a homemade and, paper kite. You saw it. And didn't you do some research on that? No, I didn't. No, Aaron, Aaron joked and she said, I looked up that girl's name and she died mysteriously, blah, 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 oh, blah. I took her. I thought she was serious oh, about it. Oh, she was joking. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, I, was, I was like thrilled. I was like, dude, that's amazing. She's in the wall somewhere. Well, uh, I haven't actually looked her up though, so it might be true. It's an old ass kite. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that it is. Um, but also, I found something really cool, and I showed it to you. It's a, it's a Western Electric, uh, thirteen seventeen phone case, right? Like old, one of the old wooden box cases. That would, that would be on the wall. With right, the and it's got receiver the receiver and... that you take and you put it up to your ear and then you talk yep. to the little thing on the wall. So I got it all cleaned up. It looks dope. I'm going to actually repurpose it and hang it on my barn wood wall when I get it and like use it as a little leather tool caddy. Nice. But uh, Aaron's like, I start bringing this thing down. She's like, with everything else that's going on in 2020, do you really think that it's a good idea to find to bring this old creepy box that you found in our attic down from the attic? It yes. just that's what I said what too. The, yes. What if the cure for COVID was in there? Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Roddy Piper. 
Roddy Piper is the cure for COVID. Um, <laughs> no, it's cool though. I got it clean. I, mean, I got it cleaned up. I'm gonna restore it. Uh, but also, I'm not gonna say that I haven't been hearing weird sounds around my house the last couple nights. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that I haven't been, and I am gonna say that I have been. But have you been? I have. <laughs> <laughs> um just so we're clear <laughs> like i was like i was i was making some wallets last night and i kept hearing these really weird sounds that sounded like they were on the stairs to leading down to my basement behind me and i was like what the fuck didn't somebody else just tell us that like their laptop flew off their table yeah oh who was that somebody uh, was just telling think, us on our i think that was us uh, um sarah i'm not gonna was say her, sarah? i'm not gonna say her last yeah, okay. name not 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 just, sarah our friend not not oh not Jay oh, Rogers yes, yes. Sarah but old old friend Sarah yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. gonna say her last name on the show yeah, but um, some some other friends of ours though they her and her uh, boyfriend are sitting in their house and they're watching TV and all of a sudden their laptop just flies off their table apparently yeah yeah it's ghosts it's <laughs> it's ghosts it's the ghost <laughs> it's gotta of, be it's the ghost of Christmas present yeah but anyway that's all I've had going on I've read a yep. book I read a book in three days which is you know not me. Usually it takes me how to read. Usually it takes me. Well, no, I listened. I listened to it. (laughs) The new, the new uh, Ready Player Two came out. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either until until fucking Brian started talking about it on Facebook, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go listen to that. And I managed to listen to the whole thing in three days, and it was uh, it was pretty all right. I preferred that's your your review. I preferred I prefer the first one, but it was good. Yeah. yeah, sequels are never as good, though. Right? I'm not going to talk about it with you because you got like ten pages into the first one and then never read it. So, oh, uh, fifteen. Oh, sorry. Thank you. So sorry. All right, um, that's enough of that, though. James. Yeah. Yes. Let's sorry. The actual show. The reason people are here. The reason all of you fine people. <laughs> all seven of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, did we get anything wrong last week, Michael? We did. All right, let's talk about it. All right, James. Uh, we did get uh, we got a whole slew of stuff wrong oh, last no. week. Yeah, I'm going to start with the stuff that uh, Vito called us out for because we make stupid mistakes and he doesn't ever let us get by without calling us out for it. Um, first off, apparently The Great Escape is not a Alcatraz movie. Oh. I thought that it was. Okay. I've never actually seen The Great Escape. Some of those classics <laughs> I've never actually seen. Um, so way to comment yeah, on a movie you have no idea what it's I, about. I could have sworn that it was an Alcatraz movie. I know that there is an old... Escape from Alcatraz movie. Maybe it's even called that. I have no idea. But um, who knows? Look it up. Uh, also, we called uh, we called the ship in Alien the Nostromus, which sounds an awful lot like Nostradamus when it's not. Uh, hold on. What's all this we business? I don't think I called it that. Yeah. Okay, fine. I, I, I called it that because, because I'm a stupid person. I'm sorry. It's the Nostromo, yes. right? It's the Nostromo, yes. Yeah. Um, and then also... Uh, some other stuff that we got wrong here was we said that Ellen Page was in The Last of Us. Incorrect. And uh, it, you'd be mistaken for thinking that she was. Ellen Page actually uh, had beef with Sony because they used her likeness ah, in the game yep. without her permission. Yeah. Um, and at the exact same time, she actually did use her likeness and act for a video game called uh, Between uh, Beyond Two Souls. Okay. So... They were both out at the exact same time, so she was none too happy with Sony for sort of using uh, they used using her, her. They used her, her likeness, likeness without like they didn't need permission to use her likeness. Yeah. I mean, no, it 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 looks exactly like her. Yeah, you could be 
I mean, if you if you look at it, there's obvious differences, but it's it's come on, it's supposed to be fucking Ellen Page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody just mild it after her, I think, and just thought they could get away with it. Right. Um, the other thing that we got wrong here was I said that uh, the Loglian sisters, the two sisters that write for Bob's Burgers, yeah. and are now doing Deadpool three. Yeah. I said they were twins. They are not. Okay. Uh, not at all. Just sisters. Okay. So there you go. Those are uh, those are our our do hickories for this week. To avoid a correction for next week. <gasps> oh. Uh, I, I looked up the etymology of poltergeist. Oh. Poltergeist, yeah. Uh, if from the German words "poltern," which is to make sound or to rumble, mm-hmm. and "geist," which means ghost or spirit, and the so, ter- so the term itself translates to noisy ghost, rumble ghost, or loud spirit. Rumble. rumble I like ghost. rumble ghost. Like rumble that's what ghost I'm gonna, like... I'm gonna call farts from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's the rumble ghost. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's you know what? There's a joke in there that I'm just not going to make because I'm classy, James. Mm. I'm a classy girl. Yeah, that's what you're known <laughs> for is your class for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, okay. Speaking of classy things, James. Yeah. We got a doozy of a show. Oh boy. A doozy of Do a show. Do we ever? Today. We're really classing it up this week. Uh, I was looking forward to this week so much. Like, of all the shows that we did this month, this is the one that I was looking the most forward to. As was I, and I was not let down. So, that particular movie is Hell Comes to Frogtown, and we also watched They Live. Little movie by uh, somebody you might know, John Carpenter. Eh, never heard him. Ring a bell, duh. <laughs> um, so, this is the retrospective, or not retrospective, but uh, actor spotlight on Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes. You know, oh man, the, I, the gem of of the genre. And was she a deuce? She was a <laughs> deuce. Um, all right. So to go along with that, we got from Founders, yes sir, Dirty Bastard Scotch Style Ale. Mm-hmm. Now I'm assuming this is because Scotch, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Is this? The funny thing is, I don't think that he's actually Scottish. I think it was just his character because he doesn't pretty, have an accent. Or I meant to. Well, he does have an accent, but I'm pretty sure it's Canadian. Because he you know talk, he talks like this, like he's, like he's no, he's he, he talks like he's from the Great White North, eh? He is Canadian because uh, for they live that movie was written all about basically Reaganomics, yeah, and how John how John Carpenter hated hated Reagan, oh and, right, right, and hated right, and he wanted Piper to talk about it <clears> when they were doing press releases, and Piper didn't feel comfortable doing it because he's like, I'm not even American, I'm Canadian, I don't feel comfortable talking about American politics. I don't. So he didn't do it. I don't feel real comfortable doing 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 press about this, eh? Because <laughs> I'm not even from America. Uh, it may it makes sense. He's probably. Actually, of Scottish Scottish lineage, though, because um, depending on where he's from in Canada, there's there's large pockets of Scottish. It's possible. People, of Scottish I didn't people. look up. I didn't look up his lineage, so that's very possible. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, I but think. Yeah. Like, I think. I I could be wrong about this, but I think Quebec has a lot of Scottish people. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? Really. Who knows? Uh, so good, it's almost wrong. Dark ruby. Dark ruby in color and brewed with seven varieties of imported malts, complex in finish, with hints of smoke and peat, paired with a malty richness and a right hook of hop power to give it the bad attitude that a beer named Dirty Bastard has to live up to. Ain't for the wee lads. Ain't for the wee lads. 
No, sir. And that's uh, it's a perfect representation of uh, Mr. Roddy Piper, you know? He was kind of a dirty bastard in the ring, you know, in his uh, professional career. He was, one, he, was, he was one of those guys where he was supposed to be a bad guy, mm-hmm. but everybody loved him. Yeah. So it didn't matter what he did, the crowd just fucking cheered for him every single time. Yeah. So he's like, so it was, he's one of those weird characters, but he was, he was a dirty son of a bitch in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He played dirty. Well, okay, so that makes more... I mean, not that... Because I, you know, I saw the Scotch Ale. I was like, obviously, Roddy P- sure. Roddy Piper, the Scott. The well, he always wore thing. a kilt. He always wore a kilt he down wore the, the kilt, ring, and this yeah. has this has the kilt on the label. So, well, yeah. and then the fact that you know, in Hell Comes to Frogtown, he's kind of a dirty bastard because <laughs> he's he's just he's known for traveling the land and impregnating women everywhere he goes. Um, God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> Literally, God bless him because he's he's one of the few men in the world who can do it in that movie. It's true. So God bless him. Not to jump uh, ahead here, but did you notice that this movie was basically just the low budget genre version of like Children of Men? <laughs> I've never seen Children of Men. <laughs> Children of Men is literally about the one woman no, that I, was able to get pregnant. I, I like, know what it's, it's I like, know what it's about. The I just opposite. I know what it's about. I've just I've never seen it. I've always wanted to who's in that? Uh Clive uh, Owen? Clive Owen, yeah. Clive it's Owen, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, it's I need really, to see that really movie. Good. So I have two problems here. Oh. One, I don't have a bottle opener, and two, I don't have a glass to pour this into. So <gasps> By the power James. of uh, Michael's fantastic editing and maybe a little bit of Spanish flea, uh, sure. I'll be right back. Oh, hey, James, you're back. Hey. <laughs> I am. When, uh, you're, uh, was while fa- you're working. That was fast as hell, wasn't it? It was super fast, super fast. While you're working that head, I was, uh, <laughs> I was watching a movie that I just realized is part of our news tonight. And I didn't even do that on purpose. Are you going to tell watching, me what it is? Or? Yeah, I'm watching uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, hey. Bruh. The old the old Chiodos Bros vehicle. Oh, yeah. Um, because in space, nobody screams for ice cream or something like that. I don't know what the fucking tagline is. Is that there's, really there's what a, the tagline a, there Yeah, hold on. It's, uh, it's, it's where is it? Uh, reach up, reach up, back up, to up. your giant wall of Blu-rays. And, I'm trying to. Here it is. Uh, uh, yeah, it's... In space, no one can eat ice cream. <laughs> That's not true. Because when I was younger, I went to school and they brought in the uh, astronaut ice cream. Which is basically just like dried cotton candy. It's freeze-dried, yeah. It's not yeah, actual it's... ice cream. No, not at all. <laughs> well, obviously, that was a dumb thing for me to say. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, cheers, sir. Cheers, bud. Dink. Little dirty bastard. Mm. This is an 8.5 percenter, by the way. Oh, it is. And, and she tastes, tastes like, like her. It tastes like candy. Like, it literally tastes like molasses. Mm. Like, molasses beer. It's so good. It's got, like, a smoky... I used to not, I used like to a, not like this. It's weird to think that there was a time in our life where we didn't like beer, you know? Yeah. Like, I can remember... I can remember... Ta- oh, God. Well, one of my first experiences with beer was my buddy's... Uh, we went out to my buddy's property where his parents had just a, a like a, a small camper in the woods mm-hmm. that they kept there all the time. <clears throat> Eventually, they built a house out there, but we went out there just to camp for the night, and my buddies brought along a case of MGD, Ugh. and it was <laughs> it was like well, okay, in like fairness, up to that up to that <laughs> point, I had like I, I, it's funny like. My first few experiences drinking were always with like Smirnoff or Mike's Hard Lemonade or shit like sure. that, and then I jumped Wood, Woodchuck for me. I jumped right from that to to drinking whiskey and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I hated whiskey a long time ago. Now I love it, obviously, but um, 
so this was one of my first couple nights ago. (laughs) This was one of my first experiences with beer, and I'm like, this tastes like absolute shit. And they're they're both like they're both like, no man, this is this is like when you. I remember exactly how they said it. It's like when you watch Homer Simpson drink a beer on The Simpsons, you imagine that it tastes like this. And I go, if that's what he's drinking all the time. I'm not watching The Simpsons anymore because this tastes like piss. No, Homer Simpson was definitely Duff beer had to have been like black label beer, like the shittiest bottom of the barrel beer, you know? I always thought Duff would be more like a like a Strohs. Like a Strohs. Yeah, something like you that. Know? But still still bottom of the barrel, still cheap beer. I like you know? Strohs, though. I like Strohs, too. And here's the thing, though. MGD never got better. Like, my tastes have... My tastes have, have definitely opened up, and I love all kinds of beer. Yeah. MGD still shit. MGD is terrible, dude. It's the it was the first drink of uh, alcohol I ever had in my life. I think I've said this story before. I was over at my uncle's house, and I was drinking a soda, and I wasn't paying attention, and I accidentally picked up his beer instead of my soda and took <laughs> a big swig. I will never forget how that tasted. And then years later, I actually tried one again to see if it was as bad as I remember, just as fucking bad. Well, in a way, you could count yourself sort of lucky. Because my dad had a story about one of his buddies that was way worse than that, where he picked up the wrong can. Mm-hmm. It was somebody's spit can. Oh. <laughs> and took a fucking swig out of it. I thought you were going to say somebody pissed in it, and suddenly I'm like, I'll take the piss. I would prefer that, dude. <laughs> I would drink a whole gallon of piss to avoid sterile, drinking somebody's right? spit spit water. Or fucking, oh. oh, God. Gross. <laughs> All right, let's move on because I can't. Uh, I can't take this anymore. Right. Um, this beer is delicious, though. It's molassesy and sweet and smoky. And mm. if uh, if you get Founders in your uh, in your area, it's even better on out of tap too. Yeah, if you ever get yeah, a chance yeah. to go to uh, Grand Rapids because they shut down the Founders in Detroit. But um, yeah, if you ever get the chance to go to Grand Rapids on the uh, on the west side of uh, the state of state of the O'Hare, west side. You'll uh, yeah, go Sorry. there. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. Uh, all right, James. Uh, we do have a couple of deaths this week to get to. I know. One's a biggie, too. Um, let's see here. Rest in peace to Daria Nicolodi. 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 Okay. Nicolodi. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, no, I just Daria, know the name. Okay. Daria Nicolodi. Uh, <laughs> she was 70 years old. Uh, they did not give a cause of death. Uh, Dario is, or Daria rather, is probably best known to horror fans uh, from her work with Dario Argento. Uh-huh. Uh, she co-wrote both Suspiria and Deep Red. Okay. Uh, she starred in both Inferno and Tenebrae. And she also starred in Dario's personal life as the mother of Asia Argento. Oh. So, uh, yeah, they worked together in more ways than one for a <laughs> And very, they played together. <laughs> <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah. The thing is, though, those four movies that she worked on are probably four of his biggest movies. Would you say it was? You know? It was uh, It was Suspiria? She co-wrote, she co-wrote Suspiria and Deep Red. Mm-hmm. Which are two of the biggest movies he did, right, most right. popular, and then she starred in Tenebrae and Inferno. Yeah, so it's like she, good portion of his career, she was a big part of. Yeah, so uh, so that's a bummer of a loss. Uh, Seventy years old seems a little bit young, so I don't know what they didn't give a cause of happened. death. 
um, Asia posted a thing saying that you'll no longer be struggling and suffering and this and that. So oh. my guess is that she was sick with something, um, but they did not say. I mean, that what could that could exactly. I don't know. That's kind of could open be anything. End. It's kind yeah. of open ended too, because it's also the type of thing that you hear people say when you know people have been dealing with mental. Um, sure, that's that's what I'm saying. It, you know, like mental literally anything. Stuff. Yeah. But so, uh, so yeah, yeah, rest in peace. <clears throat> rest in peace to her. Also this week, rest in peace to David Prouse. Uh, he was 85 years old. Uh, he died after a, a short illness. However, he was being treated for prostate cancer since 2018. So my guess is that he probably got sick with something else, and because he was his body was super super weak. Yeah. Um, it probably just, you know, bad combination. Um, he's an English actor and bodybuilder. Uh, however, one particular role uh, would redefine the sci-fi and fantasy genres uh, and will stand for the test of time. And like, and also, probably one of the biggest roles in cinema history. And also sparked uh, a bit of controversy, I would say. We'll get we'll get we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, but uh, that that uh, character he played was that of Darth Vader in the first three original trilogy Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what controversy were you referring to? Just the fact that when like uh, I, I remember hearing about controversy that when his mask comes off at the end of the movie, because mm-hmm. the entire movie you hear the voice of James Earl Jones. Yes. And then the mask well, comes a, off, and it's an old white guy, and everybody's like, They what did the that fuck? because they thought the idea of having an English actor wasn't menacing enough. And I kind of under, I kind of agree. Can you imagine Darth Vader with a thick English accent? Like, it really, <laughs> it, it really would have been weird. No, but but the dude was like a bodybuilder, and he was a big dude, so he worked for playing the character on screen, which sure. he did flawlessly for three films. Yeah, um, yeah. There was there was it was a bit weird, you know, having the. Uh, the, the con- I've heard the controversy. People are like, "Oh, it's it it shows that every that inside every black guy wants to be a white guy." It's like take <laughs> off the black man. Like it's so stupid. It's like just stop. It's, yeah, I don't. It's a movie. I, I don't it's know a movie if, and a character. I don't know if it, it was. Nothing. I don't know. If, honestly, I don't know if there actually was real controversy behind it. I just I just remember hearing some people talk about it. But well, some people can make controversy out of anything. So that's true. Anyway, though, yeah, huge huge bucket of wind to David Prowse. Like. Like I said, one of the most important characters in film history. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 insane. Um, and uh, anyway, yeah. Like I said, rest in peace to uh, to those two this week. Um, I don't have a lot of news this week, to be honest with you. So, yeah, uh, I don't have your, a lot of get your blues. I ready. don't have a lot of blues either because most of most of the blue news had to do with uh, Black Friday sales. Yeah, there was a lot of which that. is this week. Past, this week kind of so. got overtaken by the turkey and uh, Black Friday stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. Let's see here. Uh, two dream sequels that always seem to get brought up yearly like clockwork are Gremlins 3 and a sequel to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's that time of year again, and so there is some follow-up news on it, sort of news. Um, I, this was reported, I believe, in the past, but, but it bears repeating. Um, both Christopher Columbus, uh, who obviously is the creator of Gremlins, uh, Chris Columbus, and then the Chiodo Bros, who did Killer Clowns, mm-hmm. they both have written scripts, finished scripts for both of their sequel movies. Yeah. Like they're done. They're just waiting on rights basically to get sorted out in, in both camps. Cool. Um, this is why this is a little bit interesting this year though. Both of them have projects in the works that could eventually get those films made uh, for the first time probably in 
since those original movies were made. Yeah. Um, you have Chris Columbus that has the new Gremlins animated series coming out on HBO Max. Okay. So if that does well, there's going to be a market for a new Gremlins movie. Oh, yeah, totally. So so that's very, very good news for Gremlins 3. Um, and then also, the Chiodos Bros, uh, their Alien Xmas movie uh, that is coming out on Netflix this year, mm-hmm. um, has already been reviewed by a lot of people, and it's getting very, very good reviews. So if Netflix is happy with them, that could be their end to do a Killer Clowns movie with Netflix. Sweet. So... These are all good things. It's not like crazy news or anything like that, but you know, if you like these things, support these projects. You know, like support the Gremlins animated show, support the Alien Xmas, you know, tell the people that you want the stuff and yeah. we might actually get these these sequels that they all still really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, that'd so be that's awesome. That's really dude. cool. Um like I said, that's the only I only have one other piece of news. So uh oh, really? throw it over <laughs> throw it over to you for some blues. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I wasn't expecting this. I told uh, you to be ready, James. Oh. Don't say you weren't warned. Well, usually when I'm getting ready for something, I've got at least a couple minutes. Ah, I can't move your window over. Okay, here. Oh, I hate this computer. <laughs> I try to move the zoom window I'm over not, to. I'm not editing any of this out, by the way. No, it's fine. <laughs> I try to. I I try to move my zoom window over so that I can yeah. see my blues. And no, you're just, trying to close out the porn, and it froze on you. And it keeps jumping to full screen. All right, I I, I have one, and that's it. From Paramount Players. Mark Tondere's Spell, which premiered a couple months ago on VOD platforms, is coming to Blu-ray and DVD on January 12th and will include deleted scenes and three, count them, three featurettes. I was just making that dramatic at the end just to <laughs> elongate the, the blue section a little bit because that's all I have, dude. Oh, jeez. Okay. That's it. Well, then uh, to finish up the news here, um, Once the Living Hell, this is actually kind of cool. Uh, and we've talked about this, I think, briefly in the past, but it's been a while. Um, but once the living hell that is 2020 is over and life returns to, you know, something that can pass as normal again, the Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles has something special lined up for their opening on Jan- on April 21st, 2021. Yeah. Um, so if you recall, there was this movie from back in the day called Jaws. Jaws. Right. Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Um, it's about a about a giant shark that just wanted friends named Jaws, and was it was misinterpreted, and it was just it was a, it was a big sad sad dramatic movie. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so the the original there's only four sharks, uh, four of the full size twenty five foot long sharks that were made for the movie. Two of them, two or three of them that were made for actual on film were made out of like latex and rubber and stuff like that. And yeah. throughout filming, they just got destroyed and there was like nothing left of them. Sure. However, there was one shark, the fourth one that was cast from the original mold that the other one that the, that the screen used ones came from. It was made for basically photo ops. Uh, I don't know if it was at like uh, at like the studio place or where it was at. But it was basically made for people to take pictures in front of. Yeah. That fourth shark was randomly found in a junkyard like a couple of years ago, like really? this, I don't know if the studio or whoever it was just got rid of it, but somebody found this shark in a junkyard and they had one of the guys from the original, uh, effects team come and verify that it was this fourth shark from sure. the only remaining shark from the original mold. Yeah. That, that mold is long gone. Um, and so what happened was is the Academy Museum 
got a hold of it. They hired Greg Nicotero and his K&B crew to meticulously restore it Damn. back to its, its... And this was fiberglass, which is why it held up a little bit more. And they uh, they restored it back to its glory, and it's in the, I think, the main area of the motion picture academy museum now wow which is really really cool that's crazy who would just throw it out that's knows, so man. weird there was another there was another story that i remember hearing where uh the van from some movie was found in a junkyard somewhere oh it, it was, was a really uh, popular uh from a popular a-team van or something like that no this was that not long was? ago no this was not long ago it was the it was the semi-truck from uh max overdrive no no no. it was the semi because that one was found too it was the semi. It was when we did our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective. It was the semi truck that um, shows up at the end of the original movie. Are you sure? When the girl that yeah. one doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, the girl is right, the but... girl's running away, and the trucker comes up, and he's trying mm-hmm. to help her, and then and then uh, uh, well, Leatherface the comes is... out and chases the guy away from the truck. Yeah, that truck was is, found this is not in the unheard middle of. of a junkyard somewhere. Yeah. And that's well, not the first see, one too. There's been other cars for movies that have been randomly found in junkyards. As I mean, well. that was that was just. I mean, that, that was just like a run of the mill Peterbilt truck, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't anything. Like you're talking about, Bruce, like Bruce, one of the one of the actual sharks, one of the actual on screen sharks. Well, I guess this one wasn't made for on screen, right? It was made for. Photo it was ops. one of the. It was one of the original. But even still, like mold, who though, would yeah. just throw that away? You have to know that it's worth something. Why wouldn't you call? A museum and say, "Hey, we have this original Bruce shark from yeah. Jaws. Like, it's worth money. Like, why would they might you... not have known though? The junkyard might not have known what it was. In fairness, yeah, but whoever just, whoever, just whoever it threw it shark. out did though, right? I suppose you I would mean, think if, if someone if a company went belly up or whatever, and it's and then ownership switched hands, they might not have known honestly. And the I just looked it up. The van that I was thinking of, yeah, was the uh, the van from the Blink One Eighty Two video where they got a whole bunch of money and they were driving around the city throwing money at people and stuff. Oh, rock it, it show! Was, yeah, it was the yeah. rock show. Yeah, it was the rock show van. Oh. They ran. Somebody randomly found it in a junkyard, and it still said Blink One Eighty Two on the side and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> sent me that article not long ago. That's yeah. funny, dude. But uh, anyway, though, so yeah, if you're if you find yourself in Los Angeles or if you live around there, go check out the uh, Academy Museum of Motion Pictures, and you can see Bruce, Bruce in all of his glory for free to anybody. That's why I'm thinking it's right in the main part before you walk in. Yeah, like you don't have to pay an entrance fee to see it. It's just yeah. like right there. So, that's right. Yeah, really, really, really awesome. Cool. All right, that's all we got for news, though, James. All righty, that's it. It's a that's quick. That's a quick news section. Uh, so we're gonna take a, a quick break here. To uh, just talk about life and kind of rap about some things, you know. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Mr. Piper and his rod. Yeah, I'm not doing any of that. Oh, by the way. All right. (laughs) Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Yes, Michael. Hi. So, um, so did you really not ever watch like old school like WWF back in the day to ever see Roddy Piper in his glory? Yeah, I did. Okay, so yeah. you're not like totally. I wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't like a huge like. I wasn't crazy fan. I wasn't crazy about wrestling, but I I I watched it on Saturday mornings with uh, 
with my buds, you know. Was it superstars? WWF superstars on Saturday oh, geez. morning? I don't even know. Probably. It was always, in, in my house, it was always like a, a spectacular thing whenever we found it. Because back then, I was, what, five or six years old or whatever, you know? It was like very early 90s. Um, even eh, late 80s, I would have been five, yeah. Nine, 90, I would have been five. Point is... I didn't know what TV channels were, right? So mm-hmm. I would always just flip through the channels. Back in the day, we had one of the push boxes. Remember those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of instead of the remote, you had to actually get your ass up off the couch and actually push a key on the sure, uh, yeah, on the, the the keyboard of channels. Um, Kids these yeah, days, they'll never know. <laughs> they'll never. We're dating ourselves a lot right now. Um, but yeah, no, you'd go do that. And Saturday mornings, if it's like if I was lucky, luck of the draw, I might come across wrestling, and it was always so exciting whenever I did. You know, um, it's, yeah, I remember it's such a funny idea that like you thought it was, oh my God, like <laughs> it's luck of the draw. Like, oh my God, this is on again somewhere. Yeah. Like you well, just my, thought that like out in the universe, you happened upon this awesome wrestling show when you could have just like, asked your parents, hey, when is this show on and what channel is it on? And they could have been like, hey, dumbass, let me do this for you. It's kind of like, well, the thing is my dad loved to watch wrestling with us back in the day. Right. So he always kind of enjoyed the, the, the spectacle of it he's all. he's an athlete. Um, but he never he never really bothered to look up when it was on either. So it was, like, yeah. <laughs> it was always so the luck was, of the draw. Did he get just was, as excited when he happened upon it? Oh fuck! Kind yeah. of. I, I kind of think so. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it's, it was kind of like the radio back in the day. I remember when Corn. Um, what was Corn's very first single? Um, the oh, Are you ready? He's oh, a blind. blind. Blind, yeah. yeah. I remember when Blind came on the radio, I didn't know how radio worked back then. I just knew that you put it on and you listen to music. And me and my buddy Matt, we would literally just sit in his room with 89X on or 101 Riff for or like whatever hours the station just waiting, waiting for, for that song. Like, oh, it's the corn song. It's the corn song. <laughs> that's kind of how wrestling that, was. That's kind of how MTV was, too. Like, you would just, you would, certain music I'd videos, sit yeah. and watch MTV for hours just waiting for a particular video every once in a while. Whenever I got Back to see when Bush's Everything videos. Zen video, oh, yeah. it was like, because they never played it. Like, yeah. it was never one of the popular songs. So when it did come on, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or like old silver chair videos or something. Wait, so the, the radio played corn down by you guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I don't think that we like got I said, it was that. Riff. It, was, it was 101 Riff or Wheels, one of, the, one of the radio stations back in the day. You guys were hardcore, dude. Yeah, you got like tractor music, basically, right? She thinks my tractor's <laughs> sexy. It really turns anyway, around. Anyway, point is, I've grown up with wrestling. I, in my adult life, I've come back into it, so I appreciate it all. And I appreciate the horrible acting that wrestlers did in the early 90s and stuff. It's, it's Even the newer ones, like the Goldberg Santa Claus movie, Santa's Sleigh, is oh, like dude, amazing. That movie was it's so, so good, bad, though. but it's amazing. <laughs> they, they knew exactly what they were doing with that oh, movie, yeah. though. Like oh, It yeah. was meant to be bad, you know? What was the uh, what was the one with? There were a couple with Hulk Hogan too. Suburban Commando. Suburban was the Commando. Best. Wasn't uh, there a baby? Three, three Ninjas Four something at High Noon Saloon oh, yeah, or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Well, wasn't there like a babysitter one too, where he was a babysitter, or was that? Uh, yeah. Or was that Suburban? Mr. Nanny? No, it was Mr. Nanny. Okay. I think. Yeah, Hulk Hogan did a, a fuck ton of movies. Um, but he's the fucking, first one, the... he's fucking Hollywood Hulk Hogan, baby. Come on, man. You know. Um, okay, so the first movie we're talking about this week, though, uh, was actually Roddy Piper's very first theatrical role. And that is a movie called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell which Comes is, to Frogtown. Which is something to behold. I would, um, I'd, I'll go on record as saying it's a treasure. It's it's something. It is a it's, treasure. 
it's a hopping good time. That's that's what I'll say. Oh, so this is from puns. this is from 1988, uh, directed by uh, two guys actually, a guy named Don Jackson and R.J. Kaiser. Uh, Don Jackson was one of those dudes. Uh, he was a director that just had a very oddball sense of film. You know, mm-hmm. like his movies never really made a lot of sense, uh, especially before this. Like. He was just a really weird director. If you're into like weird cinema, look up Don Jackson. He he did some shit. Um, but anyway, though, uh, after a worldwide, <laughs> not in a bad way, um, after a worldwide nuclear war, nuclear, no, nuclear, no. <laughs> Can you say it right? Can you even say after it right? After a worldwide nuclear war, there you go. Uh, where sixty eight percent of the male population was wiped out and virile men. Virile? That's not the right word. Yeah, virile. Virile? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that word been used. Virile. It's like the it's the it's the uh root word for like virility, you know? Oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Virile men becoming a rarity. <laughs> Sam Hell, a scavenger with a uh, and a highly virile man, is assigned to help rescue a group of fertile women uh kidnapped by humanoid frogs. He's got a loaded <laughs> gun, if you will. <laughs> And he knows how to use it. Hey. Um, this is a movie about a guy that needs to bang a bunch of hot chicks and frog people are <laughs> keeping them captive. Yeah, that is literally the entire movie. <laughs> there's, there's, there's all the things that you love. There's, there's amazing effects. There's amazingly bad acting. There's government-forced rape scenes. There's Oh, jeez. <laughs> No, well, I'm, la- hold, I'm uh, laughing about it, but it's just ridiculous. Like, hold the on, whole though. premise. Hold is on, crazy. though, because <laughs> it's touchy. The 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 <laughs> women the women who he is is uh, is um tasked with impregnating yeah. end up being very thankful to him because this is this is post nu- post nuclear war where when you are a uh, when you are a, a woman who's capable of bearing children, if you get pregnant, you're treated like a queen. Yeah, yeah, so, you're like the the you're like the most important person in the entire world. Yeah. So yeah, definitely, definitely sketchy that they're just taking this guy around the country, hoping that he's gonna you know bang well, a bunch of chicks and knock them up. But the, the, the first way- girl that they they rescue, she's in hysterics because she's terrified of like everything. She's been held captive, right? And they literally drug her. Yeah, and then say get to work. Yeah, oh yeah. So I guess I guess the way you put it was definitely that was definitely the right way to say it. It's it was, it government, was government sanctioned rape, government subsidized rape of women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's put in a way though. It's put in a way where for some really weird reason it doesn't really seem all that offensive. <laughs> you know, because because they're so thankful for it afterwards. Now yeah. that they're calmed down. They know what's going on. It's really bizarre. And we're probably not doing ourselves any any no, uh, this, favors no, this, here, but no, this this is terrible so far. But it's it, that's really the only one where she, where the woman is kind of unaware of what's going on at the time. Yeah, the rest then when, of the women are when they, throwing themselves at when they go and they him. meet this harem of women who are being you know take, taken hostage with who were taken hostage by the frog people. Every single one of these women, as soon as they see him, they're like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy that's going to get us pregnant." Just, just fucking. Just dripping wet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Wait, they're surrounded by frogs the entire time. They see a guy like Roddy Piper walking into the room. Are you kidding me? 
I'd be standing at attention too. <laughs> Speaking of standing at attention, we're gonna be all over the place with this movie. Oh yeah, this movie. That's ridiculous. just what it is. Um, the, this let's let's be really honest about what this movie is. Um, I have it written down here. It's it's basically. Oh God, where is it? Um, You're doing good. Yeah, I know. I can't get there yet. Actually, we need to we need to talk about some other stuff first. Okay. Um, Sorry, no, no, no. It just it won't make sense if I say it out of order. Okay. Um, so Roddy Piper plays Sam Hell. What a sweet fucking name. Great. First yeah. off, mm-hmm. right? I had no idea that's what Hell comes to Frogtown meant. I thought it was just somebody was bringing the Hell. I didn't realize that it was a character name. Yeah. Which makes it even better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you have Sandal Bergman who plays Spangle. Sandal Bergman was a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been she's been in a lot of stuff, a lot of famous stuff. The fact that she did this movie is is insane. You have um, Cess Verrill, who plays Centini, Centilia. Cent, no, not even close. Sentinella. Sentinella. There we go. <laughs> um, if I do say so myself. <clears throat> Fine. Whoa. <laughs> she's a babe. <laughs> she is. She's oh, the kind of babe, she's. I told you that before you watched it when you were over on oh, Friday. Crap, I'm like, dude, lost this you. chick could literally destroy you like kick your ass every way shape and form yeah but she's so hot (laughs) such a babe (laughs) you have rory calhoun right rory calhoun big time actor playing looney tunes (laughs) what was he doing in this movie i'm thankful for him like because his character was great his his character was fantastic oh um yeah he was great but honest to god what was he doing in this movie (laughs) And then you have uh, the guy, the main bad guy was a dude named Commander Toady. They got real inventive with the names here. Uh, Commander Toady. Uh, and uh, he was basically the main, I don't know, help me, like the, the main frog man, like the, the chief frog guy. Yeah, he was. Controlled everything in Frogtown. Yeah, he was the big, he's the big frog. Yeah, he was the big frog. <laughs> he was. Uh... It was, you really didn't see him until, what, probably the last third of the movie or something like that. Yeah, And he wasn't, uh, I don't know, he wasn't really that formidable of a foe. You know what I mean? No, they talked him up to be a lot more than I think he was. I was expecting him to be a total badass, and he really wasn't that. His second in command was actually, I think, more badass. Who was? Bull. His second in command. Oh, Bull, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Bull. let's. I loved Bull because he he came he came in talking with like this really deep voice, but then every once in a while he would yell and he and he had like a dark voice. <laughs> what, what is the what what was the one thing that he yelled for? He, I think he just yelled silence, but he's just like silence, <laughs> and he sings it for like fifteen seconds. It's so good. <laughs> he was such a weirdo. And here's the best thing: we gotta talk about the the effects of what you're expecting. If you're trying to visual visualize this in your head as we're talking about it, it's basically like think of the effects for the Ninja Turtles movies, right? But way worse. Um, Only toads instead of turtles. It's basically okay. what it was. Here's what here's what I actually uh, I compare it more to. Uh, Dinosaur City. I know you've I don't never, think I've se- never seen Dinosaur. I know City, you've no. never seen Z- Dinosaur City, but this was like an adult version of Dinosaur City. Okay, they're almost the exact same movie. 
uh, except for in Dinosaur City, the ki- the kids get sucked into a video game, and then they have okay. to go rescue some people from Dinosaur City. But the that the, sounds actually vaguely familiar. Maybe the I effects. Are, I showed it to you a while ago, like maybe last summer. I didn't. We didn't watch the movie, but I showed you because it's it's like a Triceratops and a T Rex who both knew both knew both know kung fu. And they have to they have to take these humans in to like rescue. Sounds like a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, jujitsu. Oh, oh, gotcha. Sorry, sorry. Um, okay, so uh, Spangle and Sentinella basically uh, they hijack Sam Hell. They they realize that he's that he's packing heat, right? They don't and hijack him. They're 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 part of the pre- provisional government. Yeah, which well, is basically which is run entirely. Sam- which is run entirely by women, and their their main focus, like their whole job, is to find fertile men, and basically offer them a deal to become the 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 property of the provisional government, and then take them around this barren wasteland and find fertile women that they can mm-hmm. impregnate because they're trying basically to because repopulate the U.S. because. Uh, after they need the, to fight. They need to fight back. They need yeah, soldiers. After, they basically after the need nuclear, to create. Yeah, people. after the nuclear war, it was it was no longer a race to like get to the top of the economic food chain. It was literally a a, a race to get to the top of the human food chain. Like we have more people in our country than you have yeah. in your country. So yeah, that's basically. that's and, basically and what they're doing. So they needed they needed babies basically. So if you were packing heat, which Sam Hell was, you they the government wanted you to be their property, and they would. Let's be honest. The government didn't really care if you wanted to or not. They were going to force you to do it, right? Regardless of which. So what they did is they put this giant cod piece on Roddy Piper, that if he got f- far enough away from Spangle, it would literally blow up. Which seems like a bad thing to do to the one guy that can actually impregnate chicks. Well, it was only <laughs> it would only blow up if somebody if somebody tried to take it off, other than her. Other than that, if it got too far away from her, it would it vibrated violently or, or like shocked him. Shocked him. Is that all his... it was? I thought it would blow up. No, well, it would blow up because he because there was the there was that countdown beeping. He had and there at one point in time he had to race to get closer to her because he was afraid it was gonna blow. I thought that was a like a proximity beeper, you know? Like when it when the when the, the pitch of the beeping went down and when it got slower it meant he was closer to her. It doesn't really matter well, either way. <laughs> regardless. But yeah, um, she said that it was rigged with a like a one ounce charge that would go off if he if he tried to take it off or something like that. Yeah, which is terrifying as a man. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> seeing uh seeing Roddy Piper in a pink children's medical gown with government issued chastity belt and uh, with a Farrah Fawcett haircut will yeah. never leave my mind. I mean like, the, the Farrah Fawcett haircut will never was, that was pretty standard issue for for most wrestlers back then. It's true. Nobody rocks a mullet though, like Roddy Piper. Oh, it's so good. Like that man had his way with that hair, and it was beautiful. <laughs> and mom jeans. And well, of course, that was just '80s though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he he really rocked him. Hey, can I bring up something that's very important that I just found out? Absolutely. There's a sequel to this movie. There's two of them. There's two sequels. There's two of them. Oh my god! And the second one, you know who plays Sam Hell? Robert Zadar. Robert Zadar. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. You think I didn't know this. The weird thing is, is he looks more like a frog than the frog people. I was just going to say that. <laughs> He's just, He looks just like the frog. So here's the thing. Uh, Roddy Piper would have done the second movie. 
which apparently the second movie uh, is just a shit show. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then the third movie oh, well, was the third movie was literally uh, a, the the quote unquote director just took people out into the desert and they ad libbed everything. Like there wasn't a script. Really. Yeah, they just ad-libbed everything, and it's even more of a shit show. It just does not make sense at all. That sounds awful, and I want to see it. You know? Um, So Roddy Piper, I guess, did not get along with the director of this movie at all. Uh, By by his own admission on, uh, you know, the the fancy-dancy Blu-ray that I have. There's an interview (laughs) with Roddy Piper before he passed away. Yeah. Uh, and he did not get along with the the director at all. They they would fight. They would whatever, like... um, yeah, not good. Apparently, Roddy Piper didn't get along with a lot of people. Apparently, he famously didn't get along with John Carpenter's wife either. And he blames John Carpenter's wife for uh, kind of killing his acting career. Really? At one point in time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He's well, guy's filled with a lot of vile. If we're <laughs> uh, vitriol, I think is or the vitriol, word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, if we're being fair here. I think that his acting probably killed his acting career. Um, he so so what he says in in the thing that I watched is that he never enjoyed. He doesn't like any movie that he's ever been in yeah. because he felt like once he started working with acting coaches and he had to actually act a certain way, it took all the fun out of it. And he thinks that Frogtown is the only movie that he's ever acted in where you're seeing 100 percent him. Because he didn't, because he didn't and know what he was doing, and it was fun for him. Basically, and that's what's that's what's interesting is like I was, I was gonna, not to, not that we have to really dissect the, the, uh, I, I dissected acting, a frog act, in uh, high school. The, the acting acumen of of Roddy Piper. Oh, but, there's nuance. But there's, there's nuance. <laughs> I was actually like I was surprised to find out that this movie came out before They Live because I think that he actually acts better in this movie than he does in They Live. Well, and that goes kind of go, kind of goes to what I was just talking about how he was kind of put in a box with every one of his other movies. Yeah, and he didn't really have fun with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. This um, I want to talk so much. This would be a movie that would be really fun to do a commentary for. Oh yeah, you know, because you, yeah. there'd be so much more to say about it while we're watching it. Um, Frogtown is—it's funny. Frogtown is described as as this this place where like no no human goes there, right? It's the worst place in the world. What are you talking about? You're going to Frogtown? I didn't sign up for this. Like yeah. nobody wants to go there. And then they get to like this bar when they first show up, and uh, Spangle is basically playing the role of a slave that. Roddy Piper basically is going to come in and barter with. Yeah. And the f- the weird thing is, is that up until Bull comes in, it doesn't seem that bad. No. Like, nobody seems to mind that there's a human in there. Um, Looney Tunes, another human, is there trading yeah, with just, the frog people. Yeah, he's just the bartender just, there. The bartender's talking to him like a regular person. Like, what's so bad about Frogtown? It, it doesn't really actually seem that bad. I think it's. I think it's not. I don't think it is. I think it's just a, a you know a group of people, a group of beings living their lives. Uh, unfortunately, they've been pushed onto a reservation by us, by real mm-hmm. people, and they're just living their lives. They don't really care if other people come onto their reservation because they're just you know hanging out, just trying to sure. live life. It just happens to be that there's a few dicks at the top of the chain who ruin it for everybody well they were put on a reservation in fairness oh well yeah oh yeah 
Yeah. They kind of have a reason to be pissy. Yeah, for sure. Cro- cro- croaky. Croaky. <laughs> hey, my term actually works. When you're croaking your old lady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because, actually, at this bar, they do meet uh, an exotic dancer frog lady, which I can't, her name is escaping me right Arabella. now. Arabella. Arabella. They meet this, and she's like their contact, right? So she's actually working actively against her own kind. Yeah. And she 100% tries to bang the shit out of Roddy Piper. And it is one of the funniest sequences I think I've ever seen. And he's gonna go. It seems like it seems like he's gonna go through with it. He, he just says, "Just put a." He wants her to put a bag over her head first. <laughs> oh, it's just a kink that I'm in. <laughs> God. Uh, All right. So this this now finally catches up to what I wanted to talk about earlier. And okay. I, I said that it wouldn't make sense. So Spangler is Spangle. Spangle. Spangler. Spangler is this, he this gone? Is not, this is not Ghostbusters. <laughs> Spangle is is basically his like slave, right? And Bull takes her hostage because he's like nobody can barter here, you know, out with without authorization and this and that. So he takes Bull to meet uh Mr. Toady. Yeah. Captain Toady, Commander Toady, that's his name. <laughs> uh and she has to be basically taught how to do this the the dance of the three snakes. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like this, like it sounds way more epic than it actually is, because what it comes down to, the whole third act of the movie is predicated on her learning how to basically just give him a boner. Three boners, actually. Three boners. Because <laughs> apparently frogs have three dicks. I looked up the biology of frogs. They don't have three dicks. Yeah, but he was he's a he's a he's mutated from nuclear war. Oh, it's true. So that's, that's true. I, I mean, I you've, also seen, do you've find seen it... you've seen animals with two heads who live in, you know, places with runoff from nuclear waste and stuff. And now like we that. have an animal with three heads. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the, literally the whole and the whole like third act is is her trying to give him a boner, and then he wants to. Well, I wouldn't say that's the whole third act. It, it's like. Five well, minutes. of her character, of that character, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like when when that happened, I was like, really? Like that's it? Like, you see the three little snakes dancing in his fucking under his sheet, and then he's like, "Let's do this!" And it's like, oh my god. <laughs> this movie's it's like uh, it's like it, you get vibes from so many other movies. It's like Mad Max. Oh yeah. Uh, mixed with. Like a little bit of Ninja Turtles, a little bit of uh, ah shit. There was another one that I kept that kept. Uh, I already said Mad Max, didn't I? There was a third movie where it, like it gave me heavy vibes, and yeah, there was. I I I I thought of it while I was watching it, but now it's escaping me now. Um, the according to the uh, here's the weird thing. Uh, according to the writer, right? The writer had a big. Uh, documentary hour-long conversation with the writer of this movie on the blu-ray dude and is that the guy you sent me the snapchat of yes the dude that kept Ugh. stroking his f- <laughs> okay so the writer right first oh, off God. he talks about this movie like it's the greatest thing he's ever done he talks about it about how it was just like a stream of consciousness right it was almost like somebody was dictating this movie to me and i wrote it in like under a week i'm like dude this movie is written like a piece of shit <laughs> I could write. Maybe don't I be could write twelve of, of this movie in under a week. And I noticed. I noticed how like because I, I was fixated on what you snapchatted me about. Yeah, yeah. Because it was awful. 
but I also I also noticed how seriously he was taking himself, and I was like, oh yeah, I was like, bro. But that, that, don't get me is... wrong. He knows what the movie is. Like when he when he actually watched the whole thing, he knows that it's a stupid, campy movie. Was it? But Rand- he thinks very highly of it. Was it Randall Frakes? Is that the guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's got a mole up, like up by his hairline. Oh boy! That he literally for an hour straight, it's just him stroking a mole on his forehead. But he's doing and it. His- He's doing it with the back of his finger, which no, is... No, he does it with the front, too. He, oh, oh, oh he switches it around. He's the, a switch hitter. The, the video <laughs> you sent me, he kept doing it like like nobody can see me but you right now, but he yeah. was doing it with the back of like his fingernail almost, mm-hmm. which somehow makes it worse than if you were doing it with the front of your finger. He some, he sometimes yeah. did it with two fingers. He would basically do it oh, one of these. God. He'd run both of his fingers. Oh, he was God. Literally, it was an hour straight you of watching a guy thing? stroking his mole. You it watched that whole one thing? Of the, I did. It was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Like, when I not disturbing, when, uncomfortable. When I watched, I watched that twenty second clip that you sent me on Snapchat, and I go, "Who is this fucking mole person?" <laughs> I and you go, you go, it's the dude from, uh, um, it's the, the writer, writer of Frogtown. Frogtown, and I was like, "Well, I know what I'm not watching then." Cause that yeah, would I don't blame that him. would literally that would make me lose my appetite for days, dude. Watching somebody stroke their mole on their forehead. He he did give he did give though a lot of really interesting uh, information. Don't care. Um, like this movie started off as a hundred and fifty thousand dollar movie that was supposed to be direct to video, and that was it, right? Uh, studio heads ended up getting a hold of it. They thought it was brilliant. They gave them $1.5 million to make oh, this movie. Okay. And then ended up releasing it straight to video anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense, though, as to why the, gra- the, the effects are what they are. Because so the effects, uh, are, uh, the effects are pretty damn good, dude. Well, the, here's the thing. So Commander Toady actually had a full-on mechanical head, right? Yeah, he was the yeah, only yeah. one full-on. They had all the eye squib, not squib, <laughs> uh, what do they call those? The... Uh, Oh, jeez. Yeah. I want to call them servos, but they're not... Servos. No, servos. Servos. It had servos all over the face to articulate it and the whole deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas all of the other characters, like a Bull, for example, it was all puppeteer. It was a puppet, yeah. You could yeah. tell, like, like when he talked, it was just on the vowel sounds and stuff like that. I, exactly. But that being said, though, for for what this movie was, it actually looked pretty good in all fairness. Yeah, yeah. Um, even, even the characters who couldn't move their faces a lot looked really damn good. Um, One of the reasons why they look so good is because the effects guy they hired to do the masks was uh, a guy that worked under Stan Winston and designed a lot of the Predator masks. Yep. So that'll do. Guy, it. guy knew what he was doing. The the actual molds. There were some behind the scenes pictures of the actual molds of the faces before they made them. Yeah. And like they're really good. Mm-hmm. So like they actually did have like a pedigree behind behind the making of this film. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Um. Also, the director or the is it the director or the writer? I think it was the writer, the guy, the the mole stroker. Um, he's actually really good friends apparently with James Cameron. Oh, and James Cameron almost paid for ninety thousand dollars out of his own pocket to shoot a more action-packed beginning scene for this movie. Almost he paid was, for. He was ready to do it, and the studio said, "What are you doing? Getting funding from outside sources? We can't do that." And it never came to light. What? Yeah. But James Cameron actually had a lot of input on this movie as uh, in sort of like a mentor role, if you will, to like the writer, which yeah. is crazy to me. Um, it's also where it's also where uh, John Carpenter first saw Roddy Piper 
to cast him and they live. Really? So this movie actually well, I, like yeah, did I a guess. lot of good for some people. And there's a lot of weird well, they connections live, with this movie. They live had to be his second movie, right? Close was that only to his second it, movie, believe, or did yeah. he have anything in between that? I'm I'm sure there was stuff in between it. Like they live Well, they um, were only they were only a, a year apart. Were they yeah, not? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I think it was eighty seven and eighty eight. He still had the same Farrah Fawcett hair in all fairness. So <laughs> Oh, even that. actually on IMDb, Hell Comes to Frogtown is uh, credited as 88. Oh, well, there you go. Then. And then They Live is credited also as 88. So, um, Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Is there any mo- anything else that you really need to say about this movie other than you need to watch it? <laughs> um, I, Like, as ridiculous as it sounds, as we're describing it, I genuinely enjoyed this movie. So did I. Uh, it's way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, like... There, there's a lot of just like absolute garbage intertwined with sure. the enjoyable parts, but that makes it somehow more, you know, more enjoyable. You're just I'm watching, gonna... you're watching trash cinema that is that has like some real love put into it as far as the effects go, as far as not all trash I, cinema is bad. I mean, it's, oh no, That's no, the no, thing. no, no, we love trash cinema. It's, uh, um, mm-hmm. it just it's kind of weird how. Trash cinema has to be done right. You know what I mean? Like, not all, not all, not all trash cinema is bad, but not all trash, not all trash cinema is good either. I, that's not. What I, <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, there's like a, there's like a weird balance that you can strike yeah. in trash cinema that makes it good. I agree. Here's my here's one of my very first notes that I made of this movie. I'm going to read it straight through. This is through and through my kind of movie. It's sleazy, stupid, and ridiculously over the top, and I love everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's that basically sums it up. Yeah. It's just a it's a sleazy, stupid, fun movie. Yeah, That's, fun. That but it's, I think it's also self-aware though. The... It knows what it is. It yeah. was like I said, the guy took himself very seriously, but in the end, he knew what he wrote. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a ridiculous like whatever and apparently the the first draft was like X rated like it was really raunchy the first I could draft. see that I could yeah. see that yeah it's a movie <laughs> about impregnating people of course it's gonna be sleazy <laughs> I think one of my, I think one of my favorite things overall <laughs> is this the sound effect that they used for the flap on the on the uh, cod piece it was so subtle but like. Every time he would get a boner or something, you would just hear you would hear it go, whoosh, like you would hear the flap open up. <laughs> like sometimes, oh, sometimes you could barely hear it, and it's it only happens like two or three times, but it's it's funny both times that it happens or however many times it happens. Yeah, um, it's uh, but yeah, I over ha- overall, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. It's uh, it's on. Hey, hey it's on Shutter. It's on Shutter. It's on Tubi. Right? Yep. Was Tubi the other uh, place? No, it was no. I think it's just on Shutter. Oh, okay. I think um, I could be wrong. Look it up. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, hey, Shutter, four ninety nine. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Just get it if you don't. Just get it. You know what? I actually wanted to watch. Joe Bob did this mm-hmm. as one of the, the last drive-in episodes, season yeah. two. This new season. Apparently, he did season two, episode nine. This movie. And I yeah. couldn't find it. Really? Yeah. I know that some of them get taken down, but it's weird. If it's on Shutter to watch still, then that episode if it should got, still if be If it on got there. taken down, it got taken down within the past week. Because when I looked this when I looked this movie up a week ago, the Joe Bob episode was on Shutter. 
And then when I when I went to watch it a couple nights ago, it was gone. Interesting. Weird. So that's kind of a bummer because I was yeah, I was weird. I was hoping to hear his commentary on it. But the movie itself is still there, right? Yes, the movie you watched is. It, obviously, yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Okay. All right. So after that cinematic masterpiece, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on to John Carpenter's They Live. Uh, let's see here. A drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the Earth. And if this isn't just a case of having a Tuesday, I don't know what is. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> <laughs> um, watched TV lately? Come on. This, uh, this, this, there should be a sequel to They Live all about this year's election cycle. It would have been perfect. Uh, not even this year's election. I mean, literally just culture in the past fucking decade. You know? It's true. It's true. I mean, and, and that's obvious. Like this, it's it's pretty it's pretty poignant uh, across the across the the entirety of history. Really, for as long as for as long as there's been big government, big media, big uh, uh, you know consumerism, uh-huh. this movie applies. They've been hurting people in certain directions, and, and yeah. 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 No, yeah, you know, it absolutely is. And it's um, a really cool inventive way of 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 kind of getting the point across like uh, of making of kind of putting this idea out that like you're just you're all sheep. Mm-hmm. You're all like you're all just being uh you're all just being conned into living your life a certain way and then like adding on top of it this all like this ulterior all <laughs> <laughs> this uh this uh ulterior motive or this uh alternate source of what's actually making us act this way sure. and making it like these weird aliens who well the one thing that they got wrong in this movie is that it's not aliens it's lizard people that are actually doing it oh yeah well so he got that wrong well aren't the liz- aren't the lizard people like they're aliens though no they're the, they're the, the lizard people are those like the shapeshifters that live in the hollow earth didn't, oh, didn't is that you, what it didn't is? Didn't you have like fucking sixth grade history, James? Do they come from the hollow earth? Do they come from within the hollow earth? Or if, I mean, I, I think that we can all agree by this point that the earth is flat. Oh, right? sure, sure, sure. So there's so the hollow earth uh, thing doesn't really hold up, right? No, so sure it does. I don't think that they so much come from the hollow, the in, in the inner core of the hollow right. earth as Dude, much earth as they be... do. They come from outside the ice wall. The earth can be flat and still have an underneath. It's just hollow. But how would they? How would they stick to the underneath? Because that's not. What do, you, what do you mean? Well, you dig down, James. No, how do they? How do they stick to the underneath though? This is the stupidest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> These are real. Hold on. These are real conversations that people have, dude. I know they are. Because <laughs> like gravity is a myth, right? Oh, total myth. Because like space, space isn't real. Space is a projection. Because you because you can take a you can take a a sponge, a circular sponge, and dip it in water. I saw a dude do this. I saw a dude do this, and then I wanted to track him down and punch him in the face. He he takes a sponge, a circular sponge. Puts it in water <laughs> and then throws it in the air, but spins it really hard, right? Sure. And puts it in slow-mo. And all the water comes flying out of the sponge. And then he, he stops and he gets really serious and he gets down 
eye level with the camera and he says, it's pretty obvious now that I've proven to you that gravity is a myth and there is no way that the earth could be a spinning globe because we would all just fly off into space. (laughs) And I'm like, I thought it was a joke at first. But this guy was a hundred percent serious. It's people and like I loved him every second me, of it. People like him make me want to just quit life. Like I just want to check out. No, it's people like that that make me love life. <laughs> I love I love seeing that there are people out there who are dumber than me. So what you're saying is if if there was somebody in your life that came up to you with a pair of sunglasses and was like, put the sunglasses on, Fuck you yes. can see the fucking aliens. Yes, dude. They'd be your favorite person in the world. Yeah, that's why the fight scene between him and, and, and Keith David in this movie is one of, it's <laughs> not only is it one of the fus- most frustrating parts of a movie ever, it's the most like frustrating. five minute dance break, only it's a fight scene. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's not five minutes, it's like 13 minutes. <laughs> And it's I don't the think most it's quite that long. <laughs> it dude, it's so long. It's the longest fight scene I think I've ever seen in a movie. It is, it's like five minutes and change though, like legitimately. It's, it's crazy more than that, long. dude. No, I don't think it's it is, more. It's, it's gotta be more crazy than that. long. This will be a correction because I swear to God it's more than that. But it's the longest fight scene between two people. I mean, obviously, sure, like sure. you've seen well, movies yeah, where yeah. you've seen movies where with like extended fight scenes, but it's usually like uh, a dude fighting off like 30 dudes or it's, or it's like uh, they cut they cut you know like a, a a movie like 300 or troy or something like that where sure. you're cutting from people like different people fighting different people this is two guys in an alley having a fist fight a really slow paced fist fight it's not even a great fist fight not even a great fist fight for what seems like 20 minutes and the whole idea is just just put these glasses on <laughs> Just put the glasses on so that you can see what I see. And it's like, you just asked me the question. If some dude walked up to me and said, hey, man, put these glasses on and you'll see some shit. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, give me the glasses. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. And, the, and then, the, and then the if worst, I... Worst case scenario, everything just gets dark for a second. And then if I said, no, fuck you, and then he punched me in the face... I would go, oh, shit, okay, you're really serious about this. Yeah, I'll put the glasses <laughs> Dude, on. bro, bro, just give me the glasses. But if he punched me in the face and for some reason I was so bullheaded that I said, no, fuck you, and then he headbutted me, I would be like, oh, okay, I want this to stop. So, yes, give me the glasses. Like, Basically, it's, what you're it's, saying it's is that the... you're a giant pussy in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, 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 was just, it was so frustrating. It was like, just put the glasses on. Yeah. Just put them on. That's all you got to do. All right. So They Live, if you haven't seen They Live, uh, this is John Carpenter's classic. It's I mean, it's a classic at this point, right? That's sure. fair to say? Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, starring Mr. Roddy Piper. Um, he actually is not given a name in the movie. <laughs> He's credited with the name of Nada, which yeah. the name Nada actually comes from, this was apparently based off of a short story from like the 60s or something like that. Yeah, and, it's, called, uh, it's called and, like eight o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, something like that. And apparently, that character's name was Nada in that version. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, why they credit him with that name in this. But he doesn't actually have a name in in the movie. Uh, you have Keith David as Frank, uh, Meg Foster, who for all the times I've ever seen this movie, I never knew that was Meg Foster. How could you not, dude? Her eyes. I don't know. Give her eyes. Away. She has beautiful eyes. It's crazy. Oh, they're, they're, her eyes are. They're not. Are, are mesmerizing. I mean, they're beautiful, but they're like otherworldly 
They are. I don't think anybody else in the world has eyes like that. It's there's like a ga- there's like galaxies in her eyes. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's bizarre. We met um, her. Yeah, in real, I just never we met her it. in real life. We did at Motor City. Uh, Motor City. Uh, uh, Motor Nightmare. City nightmares. Yeah, Motor, Motor City nightmares. We met her in real life, and I like I, I had seen her in movies, and I had seen her eyes in movies, and I was like, "That's the like they're doing something. They can't look like that in real life, right?" They do. They totally do. Yeah, it's and it's weird. kind of haunting. Like it feels like she's staring through your through your your face into your soul. Yeah, um, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. Also, her- you have uh, George. Buckflower, who plays uh, who plays Drifter. I'm going to get that right this time. This may actually be his best role. You know, he yeah, usually he plays was... the he's the bit homeless guy in every movie right. ever. He actually has like a plot in this. He's got movie. a pretty like, good. Actually, yeah, he's got a pretty, pretty good juicy chunk role. Of, yeah, pretty good chunk of this story. Yeah, um, that's that's those are pretty much the only main main people we care about in this movie. So this is the uh, this is the 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 John Carpenter movie where uh, you know Shepard Fairey is. You know, Shepard yeah. Ferry, the street yeah, artist. Of course. This yeah. is where he got his Obey campaign from. Yeah. Came from this movie. Uh, it's a picture of, ironically enough, another wrestler, Andre the Giant's face. And then it has the big words Obey underneath it. Mm-hmm. It comes from this idea of consumerism and control uh, of capitalism, basically. Right. And his all, you know, Shepard Ferry's and not, entire. And not having, not having free thought or anything yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, his entire uh, art campaign, that he, everything that he does is sort of tied up into that. And it's really, really awesome that it comes from this movie. Hey, I have a signed was... Shepard Ferry <clears throat> on my wall, James. I was going to say, <laughs> not everything is that, though, because you have a really nice, uh, what the hell are those things called? The woodcut oh, no, uh, that's, lithograph. That's... 100% a political piece. Oh, it is? It's yeah, that that the painting that I, the painting that I have on my wall is uh it's a lithograph uh of a tidal wave with uh black streaks in it and it's all about the oil spills in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, I never yeah. noticed the black streaks in, in yeah, that. Yeah, it's all it's a black wave basically and it's and oh. it's, it's from the uh, the big BP oil spill. Uh that's that's when he made it, you know, years ago when that was happening and see, uh, that's what see, it's all about. I, I, I guess I guess uh I guess I just see past the uh, the ugly bits in life to the beauty. That's it's what really that's, not a that's, beautiful painting. That's, that's what thing. that says like, about me. It's nice, but it's no, not it is. Beautiful. It is. It is nice. <laughs> it is nice looking, like because it it's a lithograph. Like it's it's uh, does does he actually do does he do woodcuts? Because lithographs are typically like woodcuts, and yes. then you you so ink them and then put. We're you getting know, like stamp the. It doesn't matter, dude. Who cares? Yeah, we're getting a little off topic here, but I believe that that original press the original painting itself sold for like 30 grand or something like that like it was stupid expensive yeah like it was crazy i mean it's fine art honestly oh yeah so yeah this is just a god this is the open open edition basically to where uh it's not like limited or anything mine wasn't crazy expensive but it's still a hand-signed shepherd fairy piece and i like it so you're hey. so cool man i know right you're cooler than the rest of right? us yeah. ladies totally Come on. <laughs> hey ladies, come check out come, my ship ferry. Come come over and <laughs> obey. <laughs> wow. That All never right. happens. That never happens. No, never. Um I'm the first only thing, one who comes over and obeys. First thing, yeah, it's true, it is you. First thing that you notice about this movie is the beautiful John Carpenter score at the very beginning. Well duh. I mean I don't know if first I would thing... say I don't know if I would say beautiful, but Oh, you you don't like the They Live score? Oh, I love down, it. Down, down, down. Yeah, I love it. I just don't know. If, awesome. I don't know if I don't know if beautiful is the adjective I would use. Oh, I for would. It. It's like it's perfectly American. Like it's almost like a western dun, dun, sort of. Like it's dun, got like a. Dun. It's bluesy. 
it's kind bluesy, of bluesy westerny like it's, yeah. it's it reminds me of like an old western sort of you know like an okay corral kind of thing yeah no i agree with you i just don't know yeah, if, i love it i just don't know if beautiful is the adjective i would use <laughs> um <laughs> so all. roddy piper roddy piper shows up in do they ever say what city it is or is it just like a city, like Los Angeles or something like that? It's in California somewhere. It is. Okay. Yeah, so because Roddy Piper uh, I think is Keith, Keith David's character at some point mentions it because he says he's he he's has from family. Detroit. He has family back in Detroit. Yep. But he came out west to find work or something because all the work right, was dried right. up in the Midwest or something. Yeah. You're right. So so Roddy Piper shows up in California here. Backpack on his bag, or a bag on his back. You know, he's just—he's got nothing. He's looking for work. Um, he goes just in looks for an like interview. A drifter, just kind of—he's a drifter, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he ends up meeting uh, Keith David on a job site. He gets hired in as just a construction worker. Frank. You know, f- yeah. Uh, Keith David's name is Frank. Um, he meets Frank on the site, and Frank's like, "Hey, if you're looking for a place for a hot shower and a hot meal, come with me." You know, basically where I live, and it's basically one of those communities where. Uh, you know, homeless people have set up shop, and it's like their little space. They're like a shanty yeah. town, sort of. Yeah, basically. Um, and you know, I was in LA end of last year, and it's like I saw a couple of those in person. Like we, it's funny, Detroit has them, but they're not as prevalent as like LA. You go to places like LA though, and you see the homeless population there. It's chilling it's bone chilling to see that it's like so bad you know well detroit detroit's more um i mean just from just from my experience i i went down there a few times with some friends like we you know where we handed out um sleeping bags and food and stuff like that and we went to that park that's right across from grand central station yep it's not it's not like a shanty town it's like a like a tent community like they all set up tents and then the next day, a lot of them break their tents down and they go about their business. And then a lot of some of them will come back to that area and put their tent back up that night. It's not like this in this movie, though, which and I'm assuming what you're see, saying that you saw in L.A., which is almost like. Like it's fixed, you know, like they they've actually yeah. made they've made shanties out of, uh, you know, Different like materials, like they're they're kind of it's almost permanent. Like it's right, like right, their right. space, their own like city that they've sort of built up. Right. And there's a scene in this movie where the government comes in with like bulldozers and like literally just clear cuts yeah. the entire community. And it was actually pretty heavy. Like like I found myself when I was watching, I was like, Man, it's actually really sad. Like yeah. These people are good people. They're just trying to survive. They 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 work hard, they help each other out, you know. And then you have this 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 tyrannical government basically mm-hmm. that's coming in just clear cutting them out because they don't want them here, basically. Yeah. You know? And then I think back to like what I saw in LA and it's like LA has a huge homeless problem. And I know they've they do that in some places. They kick mm-hmm. them all out and they have to relocate and the whole deal. And watching that in this movie kind of triggered a little bit something in me that just made me really sad like yeah. when I was watching because it, it's yeah. kind of real, you know? Well, it's too. It's like when you, <clears throat> they kind of do a, they do a sweep of this place in the beginning of the movie where you're meeting some of the characters and they're not like, like, you know, uh, um, Roddy Piper's character who's just, he's drifting into town because he's looking for work. Keith David's character Frank is he's not like a uh he's not homeless by uh like 
why wouldn't nobody's homeless by choice i guess well, some people but it's like they they're living in this little shanty town this little community because uh that's really all they've got like he he has a yeah. job he works a construction site and when he tells the, when he tells Roddy Piper he's like hey if you want a hot shower and and some food like i know i know a place and you think that he's going to lead him back to a you know, some kind of shelter or some kind of apartments or sure. something like that. And then he leads him back to this place where it's literally like houses made out of refuse. Yeah, like, and it's like, like Frank oh is, man, that's, that's Frank really is just out there to make money for his family. Like you right. get the impression that like every money, every bit of money he makes, he's sending home. <clears throat> right. You know? So he's right. not going to spend it on himself because they need all that money back home. Yeah. So is, is, li- is the impression that you get. Right. So he's literally living like inside of a, inside of a, a lean to. Yeah. Because he's trying to make, a little bit of scratch to send back to his family. It's yeah. just, it's crazy. It's crazy it's because crazy, it makes you think that there's actually, there's people out there like that who are literally just scraping by, sending the money back home, uh, and and living on nothing for themselves. And they're not bad people, you know? No, not at all. They're not, they're right. not, uh, they're not drug addicts or, or, or anything like that. They're literally just people who, this is all that they can do to, to make their way in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get back to this. This is depressing. Let's get back into the fun of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Roddy Piper is is in this commune, and he realizes that right across the street, there's an old church. And there he sees one of the guys that is running around the, the commune there going back over to the church, and he, he seems very suspicious. So Roddy Piper follows him over there and stumbles across basically this renegade um, pirate radio, basically, uh, uh, faction that is trying to put the word out that you're being controlled right they've developed these sunglasses that allow you to see people for who they really are aka you can see the aliens and every advertisement that you see when you put the sunglasses on you see just in big bold letters like obey consume do this do that like you know I can only imagine what it would look like if you looked at a porno magazine fuck 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 (laughs) (laughs) um Fucking reproduce. Um, no, but like it's like he he kind of stumbles into this resistance basically, and the movie is basically about him. The only person that he knows is Frank, so he's trying to convince Frank of what he's like seeing here. Frank just thinks he's a crazy person, which leads into the the fight scene we talked about that takes way too long. That is way too terrible to be that long, <laughs> but it, it exists and it's now famous. Um, Finally, he puts it on. He sees what they're talking about. And so you have the two of them that take it upon themselves to basically take down this alien empire. Mm-hmm. And and they, they track down like the news stations and this underground. They even get into like the, almost like a weird like Illuminati underground thing by jumping into a portal into like a different world. <laughs> like, it's really bizarre. It's not even actually. a different world. It's, it's, I, I got the sense that it was literally underneath the city. But they use the so each one of these, um, what do you call them? Like, are there d- watches? Has there no, 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 no. Like the the people, like the the uh, oh aliens. Are they aliens? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just it's it's weird that this movie is made in the eighties and they've like has anybody ever come up with a a a better name for what these things are called? Um. John Carpenter actually came up with uh, he had <laughs> a reason as to why they looked the way they did, and it was. I didn't. I don't think that I wrote, I wrote it down here, but uh, it was basically that the uh, American people 
are basically rotting at their core anyway. Yeah. So if these aliens are here living amongst these people, they're rotting at their core too, just yeah. from living here is basically yeah. what it is. And that was kind of how he described the look of uh, of the aliens in the movie. But but yeah, they are definitely aliens. Okay. All right. Um. Uh. Yeah. So it it seemed like when they were teleporting or whatever, it it, it sounded like they were literally going just underneath the city. Yeah, because they're at one point in time they do come out to a, a spot where they're in one of the um, the production rooms at Channel Fifty Four. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, but like yeah, the it, yeah, they went down there and it was like it was like uh, the aliens were um, recruiting normal human beings to kind of be part of their their master plan. Sure, with the promise of riches. And that was yeah. it. Like, if George, you come and George you work Buck for... Flower was a prime example. Exactly. You come down here. You 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 work for us. You do what we want you to do. You be a nice, you know, a nice conforming little sheep, <laughs> and we'll give you everything that you've ever wanted. Be a good soldier, is... and we will repay you. Exactly. Uh, which is, uh, you know, like I said, it's pretty poignant for. It's really, how anybody really, it's, is. It's pretty any, poignant like, advertising, for it's pretty poignant ad- for society over the entirety of 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 history. Really, sure. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It's like it's like there's so many people that work for these big corporations and big companies, and they know they're screwing over their fellow man, but they don't care because right. they're making the money because they're doing the, they they're making right. deals. They're wheeling and there deal are, on. Like, and there are so many people. At, there are so many people at the bottom who would jump at the chance of being given you know, fame and fortune that they'd be willing to sell out all the people around them to get yep. it. And like we said earlier, this was John Carpenter's response to Reaganomics. Yeah. Is basically what it was. This is right. this movie exists in a very, very particular space and time to where you know, we didn't live through it, so we can only take from it what we, what we get from it. But if you mm-hmm. lived through Ronald Reagan era and the Reaganomics and all that stuff, you know, like this movie probably means a lot more to you if you lived through it and you understood what was happening at the time. Yeah. Probably means a lot more to you than it does some to people like us. You know, we take it as just can't be, you know, can't be genre flick that has this, you know, quasi political backbone to it. But we don't really understand it the way that it was intended. Uh, you know? No, probably probably not at its heart like the way it was truly intended. But like I said, it really it really can be applied to uh any 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 um like functioning form of society right now you know mm-hmm. as far yeah. as like as far as the way is like you you've watched you've watched things um i don't know if you've watched the social dilemma yet not yet i need the to. documentary it's scary it sounds as terrifying hell. It sounds terrifying um, but but like you take social social media into account like you take uh advertising into account like um the the never-ending war that people wage against each other to to just get to the top like that's why i'm saying like even if we didn't live through the the reagan era and 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 really live through what was meant to be portrayed in this movie it still applies to us because at the heart of it we're all kind of living the, living out that same experience you know what i mean sure sure no, I I get what you're saying. I do. It's um, it's 
it's depressing almost. <laughs> it is <laughs> because yeah. because it is so true. Like even nowadays, it rings very true. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it depressing. Let's. I don't want to. Let, let's not talk about that because again, it's depressing. Can we talk about how um, <laughs> Keith David dies extremely unceremoniously? Like I was really bummed out about it, so I guess we're gonna go from depressing to more depressing. But like <laughs> when Keith David dies at the end of this movie, like he's a big character throughout the entire movie, and then it's like shot, he's dead, move on. Like it's like the quickest death ever. Well, well hold on. Not not even that. Not on not only is he unceremoniously shot, it's off screen. Yeah. It's like it's like give the fucking man some respect here. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna kill the guy, really kill him. Like yes, give like him a proper death scene. I mean, uh, Keith. I love Keith David, dude. He's so good in everything that he does. And, oh, he's fantastic. And like, honest, honest to God, he's the animated Spawn, baby. Come on. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's the voice of Spawn. In the oh, dude, uh, great HBO great, series. Yeah, great voice, great voice, and he's formidable. Like just every time he's on screen. And then also there's you know there's the whole Frank and Beans thing from something about Mary which is just <laughs> fucking hilarious, but um, every, like he was he was the he was the the ying to Roddy Piper's yang in this movie, and yeah. Roddy Piper being not the best actor in the world, it really it really served him well to be on screen with somebody who is really good like Keith yes. David. Yes. And then to like you said unceremoniously just kill him off screen. It's like dude, yeah, it was if you're going to kill him make it something really dope like like him and like him and uh Holly Meg Foster like maybe all three of them make it up to the roof and then she like pushes him off the roof or something. Yeah. So you see him sprawling out in the air and falling to the ground. Something like that, you know? Yeah. But don't kill him off screen. Speaking <laughs> of Meg Foster, I have a question for you. There yeah. is a scene uh it's when it's before Roddy Piper's character knows what Meg Foster's character is all about, right? Yeah. It's kind yeah. of first time. Roddy Piper basically hijacks her car and forces her to drive him to somewhere safe because he's yeah. on the run from, from the aliens. Yeah. And um, they get up to her, like her high rise apartment, basically, or whatever. She hits him in the back of the back of the head with a fucking whiskey bottle, knocks him out of like a third or fourth story window, and he plummets to the ground. Yeah. How in the fuck did he not die from that? Because <laughs> he's Roddy Piper, dude. Oh, oh, they that, weren't that they sense. weren't that high. It wasn't a high rise apartment. It was it was, it was a like house. Three or four, it was like three or four stories up, dude. It was I a counted house. The levels. I counted the levels. It was a house built on she, like she lived in the hills, so it was a house built on a on a hill. Yeah. So still he fell. Well, yeah, that but far. she said even when they see each other later in the movie, she says, "I thought you, I thought I killed you," and he says, "I thought you did too." They both they both realized that the fall should have killed him. I just want to know what he's, he's fuck, doing. He's Roddy to Piper, this. dude. What? I just want to know what he was doing. Like, what kind of cardio does he do to survive a thing like that? That's what I want to know. That's not cardio, bro. That's weight training. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It's so weight he, training, and it's weight training, and it's it's throwing other dudes around for you know six eight hours it, a day. Is it when he hit the ground, he palmed it, and the earth actually moved down like a push up as he hit the ground? That's correct. And that cushioned his his fall. Is that what that it is? Was? That's correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. Or that um, or that little tuck and roll <laughs> thing that parkour guys do. <laughs> or grandmas do tuck and roll, grandma. Um, Can I hold on? Side note. <laughs> my my daughter. 
uh, she she now knows to yell parkour as a joke when, when things are happening. So you're raising her well. You're raising her well. So, so, so she'll just be running around. She'll go parkour. And but there's this show on on one of the local channels about dudes doing parkour on weekends, and it is it is it is hilarious to watch her watch this show because she'll just randomly yell out parkour. That's all. That's the whole. I love that's it. the whole story. Parkour. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're uh, we're approaching time here, but I do want to c- touch on a couple of things. Um, the ending of the movie ended in a great way. It ended with a chick riding an alien, which I thought was <laughs> just this is a great way to end the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just yeah, I saw that scene. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I'm like, that's this is the only way that you can end this movie. It's the fr- <laughs> it's the weirdest it's the weirdest ending though because, um. You get like there's this whole pun I guess pun intended here. There's this whole huge climax, <laughs> and then <laughs> and everything that goes down between Holly and and uh, and and I'll just call him Nada since it's what sure. they call him in the in the just credits call him Roddy. Here. Call him Roddy. Roddy. The whole the whole thing between Holly and Roddy goes goes down, and you think, all right, well, this is we're gonna wrap it up, and then it cuts to that. It's like it's. It's not it like you would think of it as gratuitous in any other situation mm-hmm. because you would think like, oh, did you really have to cut to a, a shot of a naked chick with her boobs out riding a dude? <laughs> but in this situation, you it don't it yes. makes it makes sense because you're the whole movie is about giving people what they want. So that they will conform to the ideas that you want to get across, right? It's like what I said about if you open up a porno, it's fuck, fuck, fuck. Right, and so like the idea, like it, it's almost, it's kind of ingenious. Like if you think about it, like the idea that sex sells, right? Sex sells. Yeah. That's the that's that is that is the most important thing that we've discovered in in modern history and modern advertisement is that sex sells. And so the very last thing that you see in this movie is a chick with her boobs out riding a dude because sex sells. It, and it, it really does. It's it's so random. And like I said, in any other movie, you would think, well, that was unnecessary. But in this movie, it, it kind of... <laughs> I mean, it I kind of thought it, that about this movie, too, in all fairness. But it kind of makes sense, though, when you think about it, right? Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you end the movie with one thing that, like, that... Well, is, the way that I took it, it's almost like it ends with knowing that they didn't really change anything. But that's the point, you know. Yeah, they, they, nothing like changed. They, nothing... they fought against the system, and it didn't change anything. But but it works on several levels here, N- knowing that they didn't really change anything because there's still this alien dude getting, mm-hmm. you know, getting banged by this chick. But also knowing that they really didn't change anything in that. It's it's kind of I guess it's meta if you think about it. They ended the movie with a sex scene. Sure. A gratuitous sex scene, which is completely unnecessary, aside from the fact that that's what sells a movie, is that, gratuitous actually, sex that, scenes. That makes a lot of sense. I never looked at it that way. But you know what I mean? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm actually working this out as I, as I go right now. <laughs> I can tell. It, no, but, but you're on but to something. But, it, but it's kind of it's, it's right, right? I yeah. I mean, no, I don't I, know if it's. I, I don't know if I, it's. I don't know if it's right, but there's something there. Like it. It. It seems. Like I don't know that it's there. right, but it doesn't seem wrong. It may. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna end with a little bit of trivia here. 
This movie opened at number one at the box office. Number one movie in America was They Live for like two days. <laughs> and then it just disappeared. <laughs> for two for two days? Yep. Um, crazy, right? That is really crazy. I uh, would expect that in like nowadays, like if it opened today, I would expect it because COVID, right? That makes yeah. sense. No, no, this opened back in like late 80s. <clears throat> big time movie time at number one for its opening weekend. It's crazy considering like, you know, because John Carpenter had already gone he had already experienced the lowest of the low with the thing, right? Because the thing was a complete sure, sure. critical and financial flop in its time. But Keith, even David though it's was, one, Keith David though was hired because of of that. So right, right. There you go. It, it's just it's funny to like compare the two. It's a, and 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 again, not to get all, not to get all. You know, not to wax all philosopher, wax off a philosopher, not to whack off a philosopher here, not to whack off a velociraptor, not to wax all philosophical here. But like, if you think about the thing, the thing is very much a, uh, um, like a typical, it's not a typical horror movie, but you know, it's kind of it's what people, anything but it's, it's kind of what the, the, uh, the, the public at large would regard as a, a typical horror movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a flop, and then you have this movie that is about consumerism, that ends up being the number one movie, right? There's, there's, Alanis Morissette would have a field day with it, because it's very ironic. It's like rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they live. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, last bit that I want to end with here. Yeah. Right, this is just fucking hilarious to me because it shows how many fucking head wounds Roddy Piper had over his career. <laughs> um, Roddy Piper maintained that the film was based on an actual incident from the 1950s in which a company manufactured a TV that planted subliminal messages in women's brains, instructing them to make extravagant purchases. He maintained this for years in interviews. Yeah. What he didn't realize is that what he had seen um, was called La Fair Brunswick. Apparently, it's from 1978. Okay. Uh, it was a comedy short. <laughs> <laughs> and he had no idea and for years maintained it was based on this true story that was literally just a parody of consumerism, basically. <laughs> Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> Why didn't maybe, anybody tell him? Maybe one one too many uh, concussions there is all I'm going <laughs> to say. Many, one too many shots to the noggin there, bud. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, yep. Oh, anyway, that is uh, that is They Live and uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, both two fantastic movies. Um, they Live is one that's obviously more people have seen, but uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown, if you haven't seen it, um, like we were saying earlier, we can't recommend it enough just for a stupid, fun, good time. Grab a six-pack of beer. Hell, grab grab a case of beer if you're by yourself. Yeah. And just have a good time with it. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's it's like <laughs> it's it's kind of charming and how bad it is and like and just a, a good time, man. I like it. I it was, I agree. It was fun. And now I, I want to watch the other two and have the other two completely ruin everything for me. Oh, they will too. Although the second here, one, I great. mean, come on, Robert Zadar. That's true. I've seen him in a lot of really bad stuff, though. <laughs> uh, okay, so hey, before we leave, we do have to pick for.
for the next month. Yeah, uh, we sir. have to pick for the sixth and the thirteenth. Which date do you want? Since uh, we are picking separately here, I'm going to take the sixth and just to okay. let people know, we already have. So this, we're picking for the sixth and the thirteenth. We have the t- the the other two weeks of the month, it's the twentieth and the twenty seventh, already set in stone as our Christmas episodes. We each picked Correct. a Christmas episode, so that's what we're going to do. Um, Correct. So, hold on. Okay, so you got gotta, six years. So this will be for next week. Yep, I am. Uh, we're both pulling out of our uh, our respective containers here. I've got uh, my yep. awesome koozie with a triangle and a circle on it. I have and, the diamond encrusted Bud Light box, of course. And my my <laughs> my my triangle and my circle have little faces, and the triangle is saying to the circle, "You're pointless." <laughs> <laughs> it's geometry humor. It's- literally what you say to me on a weekly basis you are pointless my life is pointless <laughs> all right thanks thanks james so <laughs> i am picking and let's see what we got so for the sixth we have um suspense is killing me sorry uh actor spotlight Ooh. mary elizabeth winstead Ooh, babe Babe. Whoa. 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 <laughs> so this this ties nicely into the Dece- the December theme and the okay. Christmas theme because I have okay. a Christmas movie on here. Hey. So we will we will be doing the thing from 2011. Oh, good. I'm, which dude, which you have this. yet yes. to see, which is why yes. I put it on here. And Black Christmas, the remake. Oh, I actually didn't know that she was in either of those to be honest with so you. So not only are they both Mary Elizabeth Winstead movies. Not only are they both uh, winter movies, mm. one of them is a Christmas movie, and both of them, one well, I guess they're not remake. One is a remake and one is a prequel. Pre- prequel, yeah. But they're both attached to other franchises. I like this. So this I is, like this. This is a hot one. This is a hot ticket right here. This is almost like a retrospective. Sort of almost, is, yeah. Almost. Sort almost. of is. It's just... Yeah, just not quite. Just that far away. It's like it's like one cousin removed that you know maybe you'll have relations with. They're not. Like, they're not really family. It's, it's like she's hot and she's my she's she's my mom's cousin's cousin's cousin. So <laughs> hey, we've all got them, right? All right. So my pick then for the thirteenth. This is actually a fun one, and I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Because this is uh this is it's a bad brew. Oh. So a one mover one mover kind of week. The Ghostbusters remake, oh. which you have not seen. Now, would you consider that a bad brew? Uh, yes, that movie got so much shit. She got so she, much. She shit. got lampooned, huh? Okay. Oh, one hundred. I mean, I, I know that. Yeah. I know that it did in certain circles, but okay. Just overall, no, though, like, critically, critically, that movie bombed. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, and, I'm and for most that one. people put it this way: most horror fans, most fans of the original Ghostbusters think that this movie is sacrilege so sure i've seen it i've talked about it on the show before i'm not going to say anything here i know that you have not seen it so i'm very excited to to see what your thoughts are on it's this. it's funny because my first pick could also be considered a bad brew because i'm pretty sure the thing from 20 2011 also got lambasted in the horror you know, community. It did, but it also flew under the radar really quickly. So mm-hmm. I don't think that it was as it wasn't as much of a commercial bomb, if you will. I feel like like I, Ghostbusters. I was. feel like also a lot of people didn't understand that it was a prequel. I don't, you know. In all fairness, yeah, no, that's true because it wasn't really. I think a uh, lot of people thought it was such. a remake. 
Yeah, a lot of people didn't know what it was. In all fairness, though, you could say that Hell Comes to Frogtown, though, was a bad brew. <laughs> In all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. Just all right. You know. And then for our uh, respective Christmas episodes, uh, yes. I guess mine's first, right? Yep. Yeah, you're into the 20th. So mine is uh, a movie that I've been wanting to watch on the show for the past, I, I think for the past three Christmases in a row. Jingle all the way. And I'm finally throwing it in there. <laughs> it is a uh, <laughs> jingle all the way. It is, uh, it is called Sint in its, uh, in its native tongue, Saint. Okay. In our, in our, in our dumb American tongue. Uh, Sint. Comes from the, the Netherlands. So, I'm into it. So in I Dutch, know. it is Sint. I love nether regions, so I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. And then uh, and then to go with that, Christmas Evil from 1980. Nice. Okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. So that's the, that's like the official Christmas episode. That is, yeah, that'll be our, fish, our, our, so, fish miss, our official now, Christmas episode. <laughs> that's our Fistmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> now, the weekend following, uh, which will be the 27th of December, uh, this is like our, you know, you drank a little bit too much of the whiskey and eggnog and you're hungover. Mm. It's our Christmas hangover episode, right? Yep. Um, and these ones are, are admittedly probably lesser grade movies. I don't care because I want to watch them. <laughs> the first one is Deadly Games Dial Code Santa. Oh, yeah. This is an 80s, like, just ridiculous, like, sort of action movie. It's, it's probably not really genre, but I don't fucking care. It's about Santa. We're doing it, and it's amazing. Vinegar Syndrome just put it out recently, and fuck, it looks incredible. I'm excited for that one. It. Yeah. The other one is probably the greatest cinematic treasure um, that COVID times has possibly put upon us. Okay. Uh, and that is the newest addition to the Jars franchise. Oh. Santa Jars. <laughs> Santa it's Jaws. literally has nothing to do with the Jaws franchise. It's literally a great white shark with a Santa hat. I don't fucking care. We're watching it. <laughs> and Christmas lights, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yes, it does. It does. Doesn't it have Christmas lights wrapped around it? Oh, my God. I think it does. That's going to be awesome. Listen, this, this episode is going to be all about the fun, and we're going to get hammered. Maybe we'll have a guest on. This would be a good episode for roommate Jen if we can somehow swing her onto the show. I don't know how we can do that in oh, COVID boy. times, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> We're gonna make her maybe buy, not. We're maybe gonna make not. her buy know. a uh, a an interface and a microphone just to be on this episode. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But right. uh, that is your that's your month of December. That's though. a good lineup, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. All right, so uh, we will see you next month. What's today? Is it December already? Uh, it is uh, officially Monday the 30th, the last day of November. So we will see you next month. It's Because it's almost 2 o'clock in the morning. All right. <laughs> so we'll see you next month. Uh, kick off our Christmas season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Until then, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, you can find us uh, on every major streaming platform. Obviously, you've already found us. If you're listening to us, so please tell a friend. Also, if uh, if you like the uh, the visual part of stuff, if you want to look at our stupid faces, mm. we do have a YouTube account. Uh, and we have a show on there called Trailer Trashed. Um, by our own admission, because we're separated because of this stupid fucking virus. Son of a bitch. 
We might not have a new episode for a little bit here, but you can catch up on six older episodes of trailers that uh, for movies, some that have come out, some that have not. So some of them are are still actually relevant, you know. And um, but yeah, and you can go and there and check them out. Separated for a while here, uh, maybe we'll figure maybe we'll figure out something else. Maybe you know? we'll do them solo. Oh, <laughs> you don't want to watch me talk by myself to a camera because it'll get true. weird. I, I, I don't. It'll, but um, it'll we'll get figure real uncomfortable. We'll figure something out. We unfortunately don't have anything uh, recorded yet, but we will soon. Hopefully, we'll figure something out um, yes, to get some more. But please go there. Give it a subscribe. Give the videos a like. Helps us out a lot. And uh, yeah, join the club. Yeah, join the yeah. club, baby. You know? All right. Well, that's it, bud. Hey, uh, until next week, we'll see you. We'll Cheers. see you, sir. Cheers, Cheers to this stupid webcam. Bing. Later, brother. <laughs> have a good week. And uh, we'll see you. Cheers.